Dan, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Dr. CB. Hey, Dr. Daniel J. Phillips. Always a pleasure to be in the done with you. <laughs> Man, so uh, a couple of things come to mind. Yeah. One, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel pretty content. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Because? I actually feel slightly more pleased and satisfied with life than Some, content. Something is wrong. <laughs> What's going on with you? Yeah. yeah. Contrary to the rants that I go on with you, I actually feel oftentimes pretty content in life. Wow. Well, that is surprising because I thought <laughs> your whole mantra was like, I'm not satisfied unless I'm dissatisfied. Yeah, yeah. Is that well, it? That's not a mantra, mantra as much as uh, I think a reflection someone else had offered me at one point. That was given to you? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Man, so what do we got on tap today? We got a quick and nerdy. We we took a nice little break. We went beyond flag with Dr. T. Mark Montoya. Oh, yeah. Ah, man. Got a lot of really good feedback on that. He, yeah. He absolutely crushed it, huh? Yeah. Great quotes. Great. Uh, yeah, it gave me a lot to think about in the days following. So yeah, thanks, Dr. Montoya, for your time. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for coming through. And so something that we started in that last session or that last uh, podcast was nice shouts. Mm-hmm. Hashtag nice shouts. I got some nice shouts. You got some nice shouts again today? I do. I got four. Yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this first one. I'm going to give you a shout out, Dan. My first nice oh, shout no. is to Dr. Daniel J. Phillips. Oh, dear. PhD. Um, for the, we got a lot of good feedback on non-judgment. And that was you, man. You put in all that good work. Well, I'm pretty sure you were there, too. I was there. You, you prepped, planned. You put that one together. That was great. Yeah. So I wanted to shout you out on that. We got a lot of good feedback on it. So yeah. it was cool to see people tuning in. Yeah. In all honesty, I think we're getting a lot of good feedback just on the mindfulness series. It's yeah. good to go more in depth on something that's commonly used. So, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Right back at you. Nice <clears throat> shout right back at you. Okay, I will accept that. Thanks, Dan. Uh, next one, I want to shout out Amanda Blackhorse. Oh, yeah. She deserves it. No doubt. So when was that? We had her sister, Devana, on the cast. She came through in April, maybe? Yeah. It's like right when COVID, maybe March even. And she talked about the work her sister's doing. Yeah. She had a lawsuit against the uh, NFL, and particularly with the Washington, we'll call it the R word. Yeah. And so she's been putting on a lot of work trying to change the uh get this name changed yeah it's derogatory term and i think it was just a couple few weeks ago the washington football team is now the washington football the washington football team yeah they're exactly that at any rate she posted a video the other day of them tearing down the like um it must have been the signage and the lettering yeah and like a hallway or a locker room or something Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't imagine what that felt like for her oh yeah the years of hard work yeah yeah the amount and years of just dedication and hard work. So shout out shout Amanda Blackhorse. Amanda Blackhorse, stay with it. Keep with it. Um, we support you. Next, I want to shout out Jenny Mast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she sent us a DM, checked in on the podcast, listened to Emotions, and somehow she decided she's going to buy Barrett's <laughs> book based on that podcast. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. So she heard the podcast on Emotions and realized... There's a lot probably more. <laughs> go a little more in depth with yeah, this. There's a lot uh, more to this. Yeah. These couple of Yahoo's probably really just scratched the surface on this topic. And probably botched it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go check out Barrett. Yeah. That's kind of my fear is that people will buy Barrett and learn that we botched it. Yeah. Well no, that's great. Yeah. That's good. At least we were a stepping stone on their path to uh, learning more. No doubt. And so she offered some support, so just wanted to say thank you for tuning in. Yeah, and thank uh, you. Let us know what you learned about emotions, man. Those things are complex. Complex. Yeah, and we've been getting more comments from people offering feedback like that. Super helpful to yeah. hear what hits and, and what 
doesn't it? Yeah. Those little bit of an imbalance there <laughs> yeah. thus far, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So shout out. Shout out, Jenny Mass. Last, my my final nice shout for the day. Hashtag run with ribs. So we mentioned on that uh, Mark Montoya podcast that um, local ultra runner and athlete, Tommy Rivers Poozies in the hospital uh, with cancer, an mm-hmm. aggressive form of lymphoma. And so uh, we had shouted out Caleb and PZ Cleta for all the work that was going on. Mm-hmm. And so something that came out of that was three local people. So Mike Smith, who's the cross-country coach mm-hmm, for NAU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ben Rosario, who's mm-hmm. the uh, the coach of the Northern Arizona Elite uh, Hoka One team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Vince Sherry, the, the owner and operator of Run Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, got together and they did this Run With Ribs fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And they raised $180,000. Yeah. They just posted that. Yeah. So, I, you know, for me, when I see that kind of thing, it's just like, I just think that's so cool to see how community can come together around a central message and help yeah. others hashtag connection to others connection to others hashtag run with ribs um huge shout outs Vince sherry ben rosario yeah. mike smith yeah, yeah. and uh, also it doesn't end there so keep running with ribs log your miles post them donate and give yeah yeah powerful powerful movement and we wish all the best to rivers and his family yeah all the best yeah. well, one, one more yeah. though you know uh, i heard you mention here we go <laughs> We got a I heard you mention uh, shout? within the last couple of weeks that uh, you know you wanted to to make sure to throw in uh, your mom. Mom would be nice. Oh yeah, right? yeah because did, uh, yeah. you talked to her about non judgment, and she, yeah, you really relayed a bit of an anecdote there. I did, yeah. So after the non judgment episode, my mom shared that she liked the part where she uh, where I <laughs> talked about how a mother's love helped me get through college, right? And, uh, and I talked to her, I said, mom, do you remember that conversation, uh, where we were talking about this? Like I was ready to drop out. <laughs> she said, uh, yeah, Cody, we had that conversation every week. <laughs> it was kind of her thing. So I didn't realize <laughs> it was that pervasive. <laughs> My discontent with college. Oh, man. So she deserves a nice shout. She deserves Dude. multiple nice shouts. Could you imagine? Yeah. Nice mom, shout for mom putting yeah. up with me for mom my life. Mom would be nice. No yeah. doubt. So big shout to mom would be nice. Way to get him to chichilla status. Yeah. Got to shout out mom and dad for that one. I appreciate y'all. Uh, so with that in mind, that kind of ties in nicely. I was thinking before we jumped into acceptance, we could do a quick refresher on non-judgment. Yeah. So non-judgment, I think th- for me, the biggest caveat is people think it's the antithesis of judgment and it's not. So non-judgment mm-hmm. isn't the effort to get rid of judgment. It's actually the effort to draw awareness to judgment, to become aware of how it creates a lens and that we can naturally fall into wanting to pursue things that feel good, avoid things that don't feel good and to ignore the neut- neutral. And when we're doing that, all that creates a lens and non-judgment is the effort to bring our awareness to the judgments to categorize things in that way mm-hmm. and then to discern what to act on in that judgment so, ammo yeah. and so to me this lends very nicely into today's topic of acceptance yeah so as always we're going to start with the homie merriam webster and so i looked up the definition of acceptance and it says the quality or state of being accepted or acceptable not too helpful huh <laughs> no it seems seems straight seems to accurate. the point yeah <laughs> so what it did was it then sent me to the word accept ah there you go here we go yeah. so i had to go to the word accept to kind of get a better understanding of what this practice of acceptance is yeah, and it's a transitive verb that's fancy 
which I had to look up. Dig deep on this one. Yeah, it's a transitive verb, which means it's both an action and there's an object involved. Mm -hmm. So if Dan kicks me in the face, there's an action of kicking, and then my face is the object. So (laughs) in order to practice acceptance, there's the action of accepting, and there's an object. But what they outlined, I want to refer to their first and third definitions. The first thing that they outline for accept is to receive willingly, which sounds a lot like mindfulness. And the third one they outline is to endure without protest or reaction. So <clears throat> there are a few synonyms that we often use in mindfulness that are related to acceptance. Um, one of those is willingness. Mm-hmm. So like a willingness to be open, which is the next synonym is mm-hmm. openness. Mm-hmm. And the third one is acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the ability to acknowledge reality as it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let, let me let me pause you right there because when you throw out those synonyms for me it come it brings to mind I've heard counter arguments about the process of acceptance yeah. and so uh, other words that people would associate with what's described as mindful acceptance are words like passivity mm. or like um, even being opposite to open so being kind of closed off that you're yeah. just willy-nilly going with everything throwing up the white flag yeah um, powerlessness yeah. Like some of those words come to mind too. I've I've actually heard those in session. Yeah. Where people are like, ah, when we talk about acceptance, it feels like I'm just waving the white flag. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up because that is a really <laughs> common misconception, right? Is that acceptance is um, the idea of throwing up the white flag, the yeah. idea of giving up. And um, it's really important that if we clarify what acceptance is, is that we also understand what it is not and that acceptance is not giving up. That acceptance is not just passive re- resignation. In how, a sense. how is it not? So how is it not <laughs> yeah, passive resignation? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the action of acceptance yeah. is the ability to engage in what is happening now and then to essentially just identify it as it is. So that's the action or the action aspect to it. That's the verb of the transitive verb? The acceptance? Yeah, yeah. the describing, the acknowledgement, <laughs> the openness, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so again, much like non-judgment, how you were just describing earlier is that the goal of non-judgment or misconception about it is that you don't judge, mm-hmm. right? And same thing with acceptance is it means that we don't apply, doesn't mean that we don't apply discernment and good judgment to change the world in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It just simply means that we choose to see things as they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that by doing that, we're not constantly trying to force things to be as they are not. Mm-hmm. And so we can think about that process, almost what happens on a subconscious level. What happens? Like <laughs> like on a neurobio level? I wasn't thinking that deep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to think of what happens in our life. That's good. You put me on the spot there. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with what you're describing for me is it leads to a disconnect from our, from our authentic experience. So I think mm. we can fall into um, defending against what's really going on based on maybe our internal drives and desires. And so we then become a little bit distal or distant from what that current experience is. Yeah, absolutely. Like in my mind, it just takes us away from whatever's happening in that moment. Like it takes us away from our reality. John Kabat-Zinn says something to the effect, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit here, but he says, it makes it difficult to know where your feet are planted. And when you don't know where your feet are planted, it's really difficult to know what step to take. Oof. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And so Kabat-Zinn's definition of acceptance is simply just seeing things as they actually are in the present moment. 
Yeah. And so I think from a mindfulness perspective, acceptance is acknowledging reality as it is. Yeah. So what's the benefit to doing this? Because when I listen to you, I think to myself, that could be a really intimidating, daunting process. Mm. Um, because a life is full of experiences that are difficult to acknowledge or to face up to. So what are the benefits to this or what would be the purpose behind trying to accept what is currently present? Yeah. Ah, good question. You know, that could take us a little bit into some of the research in my mind. The, the thing that it allows us to do is it frees us up from engaging in a struggle so that then you can apply wisdom and what you want to do next. So once again, once you know where your feet are planted, mm -hmm. then you can take that first step knowing if, if this is a good step for me, mm -hmm. if we're engaged and struggling with trying to make something go away or for something to be that isn't, then we can't even take a good first healthy step. Mm -hmm. So does this, does this lead to like an increase in like, like for me, I think about the experience of pain. If I'm out on a run mm -hmm. and I feel a pain in my foot, and instead of trying to drive my thought to anything but that pain in the foot and trying to ignore that as the reality of my present moment, mm -hmm. um, it makes me think if I focus on that, it's going to make the pain worse. It'll make my anxiety about the pain or worry about what that means for my run or my health for running. Yeah. It'll exacerbate all of that. Yeah. So what's, what's the outcome of this? Great question. So we don't compound stress with um, the pain that we already feel mm -hmm. essentially. So this is where non-judgment and acceptance in my mind are both really kind of intertwined in a sense. So if you have that pain in your foot, when you're running, acknowledge it, call it what it is. So we'll call it pain, mm -hmm. right? Notice what it feels like. But once we start getting into the, into the realm of like, man, I wish this pain would go away. I hate this pain. Just focus mm -hmm. on anything else. Then we start to really struggle with it. Now, if we accept it, we acknowledge there's pain in my foot. I feel it. We can, we can measure or we can kind of try, take an inventory of what it feels like and we can say, is this something that I can continue with? Can I proceed with this pain in my foot? Is this something that I need to be smart about? Take a break, that kind of thing. All right. And there is a lot of research showing that um, the practice of acceptance is one of the mediating variables. So the variable that explains significant changes in whatever variable is being measured, mm -hmm. that acceptance has a profound effect stress pain reduction anxiety depression symptoms it, so it disorders. reduces those things yeah 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 so acceptance is good for me you look you look skeptical <laughs> you look so skeptical you know i live yeah. in that i yeah. live in that cynicism oh i live in that cynicism and see if we can make a struggle out of anything yeah yeah no in, in all honesty yeah. i mean um i'm asking these questions kind of be devil's advocate because yeah. from first-hand experience i know if i choose to accept something as it is yeah rather than fight against that. Um, just practically, I've had the experience where, yeah, it helps me in that moment, yeah. Yeah, and so, it, it doesn't make the pain go away. No. I, you know, I think, or the depre the feeling of sadness or the feeling of anxiety, it doesn't mm -hmm. make it go away. And I mm -hmm. always look at, is that our, is that our um, tendency? Mm -hmm. I feel this, I don't like it, make it go away. Gotta resist or avoid. Right, yeah. and so mm -hmm. by acknowledging that it's there, we don't, now we don't have to invest in it, just mm -hmm. let it be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, some other things as well, eating disorders, compulsive sexual behavior, addictive behaviors. You know, I always think of the first step from AA, mm -hmm. admitting that we're powerless kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and suicidal ideation, self-harm behavior. There's just the practice of acceptance reduces the severity of behaviors or internal experiences that people have, whether mm -hmm. feelings or thoughts. Mm -hmm. And again, doesn't make things go away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing I'd like to mention with the practice of acceptance 
as an emotional uh, regulation strategy is that we experience the emotions without making these really concerted attempts to control them and without making these really concerted efforts to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the profound benefits of acceptance come into play is once we engage in the struggle, we then make it worse. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what comes to mind is like the idea that violence begets violence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if there's already something happening, if we just meet that with violence, Mm -hmm. it just grows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing with, um, with our internal experience. Mm -hmm. If we try to, if we try to go after that feeling of anxiety and make it go away and struggle with it, Mm -hmm. we just increase that, Mm -hmm. that experience. Mm -hmm. We just feel more anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's that old quote, and I'm I I know Kristen Neff often uses this quote, but yeah. it, it originated with someone else. I don't know the name currently, but that suffering is equal to pain times resistance, uh, and so the pain yeah. exists regardless, mm-hmm. but then it's compounded and exacerbated by the resistance to it which creates suffering exactly yeah and you know what i think is so important there is i think i when we go back to antonyms earlier Mm -hmm. i think resistance is probably the best antonym for acceptance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. acceptance is being open acknowledging resistance is trying to force away Mm -hmm. struggle with okay okay i'm on track with you okay so a lot of this work came from, I know we've talked about Kabat-Zinn a ton, right? Yeah. But he, again, he's one of the people most responsible for bringing mindfulness to the West. The homie. The homie. And I love listening to him. I love it. I don't know how you feel listening to Kabat-Zinn or reading his work. It just calms you down, just brings that blood pressure right down. Yeah. Man, if you go watch his Attitudes video on YouTube, he yeah. like has these like moments where he just shuts his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Just goes into Zen. I think he just goes into Zen while he's talking. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> But anyway, a lot of his work came out of working with chronic pain patients, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, what he noticed is that with people who are experiencing chronic pain, there's a tendency to get involved in struggling with finding the explanation. And so we essentially would just say, watch the thoughts and notice where they're coming from. And there's no answer for the cause. Like if, if we can't find an explanation for this, it makes it really difficult to accept it. Mm-hmm. So our mind's tendency is to like, what's fine? Why do I have this pain in my back? Why does it keep growing? Why is it getting worse? And so we just go down that road. Um, and then so he noticed that before a person can actually work with their pain, they first need to put what he says is they need to put the welcome mat out for it. They just need to acknowledge that the pain is there and then make themselves open to it. Mm-hmm. And to me, this runs parallel with, uh, with AA. Again, being the first step is admitting this powerlessness uh, or practicing acceptance of this problem that's yeah. been in one's life yeah, 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 yeah. um and then again and so if we go back to that idea we start with acceptance then we can apply wisdom then we can take that next first step sort of thing so he says there's plenty of strategies plenty of plenty of ways to deal with chronic pain mm-hmm. again maybe they don't make it go away mm-hmm. but we can change our experience to it we can change our relationship yeah. to it Boy, I think what you just said right there, that resonates with me. It's it's a it's more about changing our experience to the thing that's occurring. Yeah. So yeah, you can't change acceptance is built around acknowledging what is actually going on in the present moment. You're not gonna change that, but you can change your relationship to it. Exactly. Yeah, and there's this quote that relates to that is uh, by Steve Maraboli and just says, Acceptance makes an incredible fertile soil for the seeds of change. Mm-hmm. And so again, once we once we put out the welcome mat and acknowledge what it is that's going on in our life, then we can take a step. Then we can grow. 
So again, it's not throwing up the white flag. It's not quitting. It's not saying, I can, well, I guess I'll just take it. Nothing I can do. I guess I'll mm-hmm. just accept it. Mm-hmm. But we just say, this is what's going on. Now we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that comes to, comes to my mind too, and to go back to that idea of um, stress and that we exacerbate our own pain through our relationship to it, like you're just mm-hmm. saying, is um, I wanted to share a metaphor that we often use in the type of therapy I practice, and it's called the struggle switch. And so to me, this relates directly to um, the practice of acceptance. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. You can always imagine that, let's say pain shows up, right? Shows up in your back. Okay. And then what happens? Our mind goes to that pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might say something like, why is this pain there? I hate this pain. It's so yeah. strong. How do yeah, I make yeah, it go yeah. away? Yeah, yeah. Then I start feeling anxious about my pain. Is that pain going to grow? Is it going to get worse? How do yeah. I make it go away? What does this mean in the long term? What does this mean in the long term? Absolutely. And then I start maybe getting a little more anxious about that anxiety. Like, oh man, now how do I make this feeling go away? Is there anything else that I could do to make this go away? Mm-hmm. Which might then lead to the feeling of anger. Gosh, I hate this. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why won't that pain go away? And after a while, we kind of run those stages of grief almost. Mm-hmm. It's like we have that uh, feeling of sadness. Now yeah. I'm sad because nothing's yeah. changing. Yeah. I'm sad because I'm experiencing a reality that has pain in it. Yeah. Then I might just start to feel guilty. Like, yeah. oh man, how is it that I, my life is like this when there's actually people out there with problems kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's people out there with injustices, this whole thing. And so now we got this whole compounded feeling of pain with anxiety, with anxiety, with anger, with sadness, with guilt. And it's just worse, right? Yeah. And so we can imagine again when that initial feeling of pain shows up, if there's like a switch on the back of our brain, we just don't want to turn it on. We don't want to turn on that struggle switch. So we can just let that initial feeling of pain exist, notice what it feels like, allow for it to exist, and then place your attention on whatever it is that is important or worthy of your attention and going forward on that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the idea that whatever, wherever we put our attention is kind of like a bank account, mm-hmm. like that'll be what grows. And so mm-hmm. if we invest our attention in that pain and try to make it go away, mm-hmm. that just grows. Yeah. It just grows. Wow. Yeah. So not getting caught up in a feedback loop of a, a wide variety of emotions. And when I listen to you, you, you know, you conveyed like you can drift into this anxiety about what, what is this back pain going to mean? Mm-hmm. Um, why am I feeling this? Am I going to be able to get rid of this? And then yeah. you actually correlated that with leading to a potentially sad emotion. Mm-hmm. And for me, often my experience in working with clients is that depression can be heavily correlated or even following anxiety because the system becomes so overwhelmed with always being just amped up. And so there can be this defeatist. And so that sadness there that you described culminating from that range of other emotions almost is the white flag in the way that we were characterizing it earlier, different from the, the process of acceptance about trying to be intentional about, um, acknowledging what's currently there and trying to identify how to change your relationship to it. Yeah. It's kind of like I've, I've, my anxiety and my anger have not created change. And now I feel a sense of loss. I can't do anything or like a sense of hopelessness or maybe powerlessness over that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think hopelessness and powerlessness can be really fitting there because people feel so overwhelmed by, I can't manage all this worry that I'm carrying now. So yeah. now I'm just defeated in it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then how does this play out in real time? Like what would hmm. be a contemporaneous example of, of what this would look like in real time? Man, well, yeah, you know, we talked a lot about mental health kind of stuff and we talked a little bit about pain. Mm-hmm. To me, there's been, 
a variable that has been evenly applied across the globe lately. Uh, COVID-19 is kind of something that I think ah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so as a refresher, you're that six in the COVID-19 where you've been walking around every bathroom you go and you kind of still, yeah. you pilfer the toilet paper. No doubt. I was in a porta potty recently and thought, huh. It's a full full roll of toilet paper right here. <laughs> a full roll of toilet paper. I may run out. I might run out. <laughs> I better, I better yeah. take this. Oh, yeah. no doubt. It is good to see the stores stocked again. Yeah, I do appreciate that. So COVID, even, evenly applied across the globe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then how would acceptance relate to the, that experience? You know, to me, there's so many things going on. Is our lives have drastically changed, right? So the pandemic started, it grew, it um, went across the globe. And then we had to make a lot of changes without a lot of notice. And a lot of us had no idea what we're doing. So like businesses were shut down, we start wearing masks around town, yeah. all these different things. Right. And so what does it look like to resist COVID-19? Yeah. It's to refuse the need for change in any of that, um, in my mind. So to answer that, I don't know if you meant that as a rhetorical question, yeah, no, no. but to answer it, it'd be like to refuse policy implemented because of that i think it even beyond just refusing policy because a lot of that has become politicized is um to refuse in your own personal life any needed adaptations or changes um and to kind of just pretend like it doesn't exist yeah exactly and i'm really glad that you brought it back to like the internal experience of it right mm -hmm. so there's this big pandemic and then yeah in our, in our own internal behavior and the thoughts and the feelings that we have resistance would be like pretending it doesn't exist trying to go about life as if nothing has ever changed um and then essentially yeah just struggling with those thoughts and those feelings mm -hmm. like trying to make them go away mm -hmm. how do i make this covid go away i'm mm -hmm. so mad at it i just want to see my family i just that kind of thing yeah yeah so then what does it look like to acknowledge the pandemic for what it is yeah okay so this is what's happening there's a pandemic for some for many it's been lethal has profound effects on a lot of people. Yeah. There are things that we can do to reduce the risk. There are things that we can do to manage our own yeah. behavior and uh, ways that we can still get through it or conduct business. Um, there are ways to still be socially connected, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, again, from an acceptance standpoint is just to call it what it is and then what is the next right step out yeah. of that? Yeah. So, so trying to be in touch with that as reality rather than resist it. And that's what acceptance is. Yeah. Um, and I, paradoxically, COVID-19 exists whether you acknowledge it that way or not. It's just simply that acknowledging it with that, that um, demeanor of acceptance will allow for you then to be intentional about what your next step is. Yeah, I love that. I'm really happy you mentioned that, that that paradoxical nature of that. Once yeah. it exists or once you acknowledge it exists, now you can move forward. Yeah. You don't have to be stuck there. Yeah. So I, I did want to close our episode with a... Um, a quote from well, it's kind of funny when I wrote this initially on our on our note, <laughs> it got autocorrected as Elkhart Toilet. <laughs> what? But it's from Eckhart what? Tolle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I don't know how it did, but yeah, Elkhart Toilet. Um, or I think I misspelled Elkhart. <laughs> there's a there's a strong possibility <laughs> for that. I mean, you misspelled ninety yeah. percent of what was written. Yeah, we're doing. What does this say? Acceptance. A K S E P T E N S. Oh yeah. Acceptance. I thought you were writing something up about aseptic. <laughs> aseptic. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, Eckhart Tolle just says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. And so to me, that speaks to that process or that practice of acceptance. Yeah. 
So what you're telling me is uh, I just kind of accept COVID for what it is? Yeah, just put up the white flag. All right. Hashtag acceptance. (laughs) Well, why don't you take us out by shouting us out? No doubt. So you can always hit us up on our website, www.beyondflag, flag spelled. FLG. And you can always hit us up on Instagram, beyond underscore flag. Uh, Feel free to hashtag us, tweet us. No, that's the wrong one. What do we got? Yeah, tweet us. Tweet at us. (gasps) Adam. Adam. Yeah, we had to inform Dan that an at is a mention or a tag, something like that. I prefer at. at. I added the person. Oh, yeah, so you just got to add them. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like A-T-E-M. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at apostrophe M. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I don't want to, maybe this is another nice shout. 17 followers on Twitter. Oh, my gosh, we're blowing up. <laughs> Which is crushing up. it over here. Up them. I've been sending out them hashtags on them tweets. Yeah, it shows. Oh, man. Yeah. Blowing up. <laughs> so, again, hit us up on our website. Hit us up on the Insta. You can always find us on Twitter as well. Yeah. In the meantime, take care. Love you.